back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Oh, yeah, it's rare that we start off with golf discussion, but there is uh, epic news, huge news in the golf world. Liv and PGA have announced they will merge. We will discuss. Coming up here in the first segment of the show, Texas baseball. They do know, we know, the opponent for Texas baseball in the Super Regionals. We'll get into that. Texas basketball made a hiring to the coaching staff. We'll jump into that and go behind the burnt orange curtain. Next segment, NFL news, notes, and nuggets because the Cowboys officially start their mini camps. Today, we'll get into that coming up the top of the 4 o'clock. Also, Kyrie Irving trying to recruit LeBron James to the Dallas Mavs. Oh, that's the gift that keeps on giving. We'll get into that as well and discuss a little NBA. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres. He had to chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, brother? Man, the the world is turned upside down Come when on you now. start talking about golf at the very mm. beginning of our show. But it <laughs> is epic because them people were standing on the outside talking about, don't do it. We can't do it. Don't do it. A lot of people turned down a lot of bread <laughs> to not go. But now all of a sudden there's something that's called a little mm. bit of a selfish move. But we'll talk about it and find out a little bit more about it. But let me talk about the man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate the intro as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP of the show. Uh, he's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure that this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Doing good, doing good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's rare. Uh, hard is right. Seems like everything's upside down. We're going to start with golf <laughs> in the middle of the NBA finals. Uh, uh, yeah, like the Texas baseball head to the super, Re- super regional talk. Yeah, no, we always look forward to this used to talk football with all that yep. going on. No, golf is the biggest story in sports uh, at the current moment, gentlemen. And uh, it's a huge one. The PGA Tour, uh, also DP World Tour and the Public Investment Fund. That is the PIF. That is the, the fund that is uh, essentially... Um, that it, it, it is the Saudi-backed fund. Yes, right? yes. Is, that's the Saudi, the Saudi Arabian money uh, from the kind of Saudi royal families. Uh, but they have decided to unify uh, what they say is unifying the game of golf on a global scale. Um, so they are, I guess, the same people that finance live are not going to finance or be, be the loan investor. That's going to be a sole investor to this new entity, this mm-hmm. new uh, merged collaborative entity. Uh, the sole investor uh, will be the PIF, uh, which is funded uh, by the Saudi royal family, basically. And it's uh, the parties have signed an agreement that combines uh, the the golf related commercial businesses of PIF and the rights, um, including Live, of course, um, the commercial businesses and the rights of the PJ Tour and the DP World Tour into a new collectively owned 
for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement, as they say, and and competition among the game's best players. Uh, Just so you know, it's pretty complex. I'm not a business lawyer, so you probably have somebody who's a little bit more uh, more versed and knowledgeable to break it down for you. But separately, the PGA Tour Incorporated will remain as a 501c6 tax-exempt organization and retain administrative oversight of events for those assets contributed by the PGA Tour. So they still do have tax-exempt status, status, excuse me, it's not changing that. Like I said, I don't know exactly how it all breaks down, but they are merging it all, and their goal um, right now, I believe, essentially, is to unite all of golf internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, all of the litigation between the two entities, between Live and between PGA, all of the players who are suing both sides, that all now is ceases. That is done. All the litigation is now over. Yeah. Um, and that was a big part of the motivation here was so that they could get out of the courts and settle this thing another way. Uh, we, I will say this. Um, I said last year, I went back and got my notes. That's why your boy didn't throw away anything. No, that's, why, that's why he got them notes, folks. That's why I don't throw away anything. Uh, here's my notes because I, I had some quotes from different lawyers and um, different people close to the PGA. The PGA of America CEO, uh, Seth Waugh. I remember this quote. And I wrote it down because it stood out to me. This is when Liv started snatching up players like Brooks Kepka. So This is probably about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So um, He says... Quote, I came from a world of disruption. I think it's inevitable. I actually think it's healthy. You either disrupt or you get disrupted. That's what this is. Um, And at that time, I remember saying to myself, and I I came on right now, I said, man, this is going to be really bad for the PGA. Very. This standoff with with Liv. But it's going to be really good for golf in the end. Really good for golf in the end. Mm Mm-hmm. This is bad for the PGA. They're losing a ton of power. And I think we agree they lost a standoff here with Liv. They definitely <laughs> lost the standoff. Um, but I do think golf honestly wins. I think the fans are going to win. I think the players are going to win. We're going to tell the nasty details here uh, and get you guys' thoughts on it. Uh, but ultimately for me, like I said, bad for PGA, good ultimately for golf. And there were, not, there were warning signs that this was going to happen. Hell, President Trump. Yeah. Came out and said they were going to merge. He said that at the very beginning. He said at the very, he said at the very, the very beginning. beginning yep. He's a golf guy. Yep. Say what you want about President Trump. He's a sports guy. He's a golf guy. Yep. And this is what he he put on social media. All of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes. This was in July of 2022. Yeah. He said, inevitable. <laughs> Merger with Liv comes, and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. You don't take the money now. You get nothing after the merger takes place. And only say how smart the original signees were. Yep. Good luck to all, and congratulations to really talented Camp Smith on this incredible win. Um, <laughs> there you go. There, yeah, I was going to say that. We are, we, are, we are right now at that point where, yeah, we're basically saying that was a good move by them. It was chess. The PGA was playing checkers. Yep. And the live golfers won. And I'm sure there are a lot of golfers right now disappointed with their decision because the PGA convinced them to be loyal and that it was immoral to take money from live 
and that now they have joined the immoral and taking bandwagon money and taking from the Liv. money from Liv. Yeah. Like, well, uh, Tiger, Tiger Woods, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up about the money. Tiger Woods turned down $800 million to be loyal. Uh, Rory mm. McIlroy turned $500 million to be loyal. Hideki Matsua, $300 million. Will Zalatorius, $130 million to stay loyal to a brand that sold them that this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper because I think this is why this has all happened. I think that going through these lawsuits that they were going through, I think all the people that were investigating, digging through, sifting through the books, trying to see if they were being, as someone said yesterday, cooking the books. And I think it, they, they were about to be exposed a lot, too. So it's like, hey, let's let's back off. Let's see what we can do with these guys hmm. because our kitchen is a little dusty and they don't know exactly what we're putting in as our seasoning salt. So there are some things that has probably gone on behind the scenes that led them to do this because of the simple fact, too. They did not let the top players know that they were planning to do this. No. They were, they were on the, the they were on the course. Yeah, they weren't in the loop, man. They were not in the loop. And these mm-hmm. are the people that have stood by you, walked with you, went to fight for you. Remember, Rory was going off Tiger, a lot. Tiger, Tiger came out against them. Tiger went out against yeah. them. Uh, what's his name? Brandel Shambly. Mm-hmm. Somebody said they better put a well. Uh, Brooks Kepka tweeted it out today. He said. Can we do a welfare check on Brandon uh, Shambly? Even even Jack Nicholas admitted he turned down hundred million. Yes, they were just asking him. They were asking him just to, just to say he was down with Lip. Yes, like he didn't do anything. He he can't. He wasn't golfing anymore. Just like no no, we just need you to be on board to be the spokesman. That's why say, Greg say Norman jumped out there. He was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I need some more money. Let me go out here and do well, it. Well, Greg Norman has been trying to start a another golf league for, for a, a long while. time. For a while, yeah. It is something. This is and honestly. This is crazy. How about this? This is some you guys don't watch Succession, do you? No, but I oh, watched. Oh uh, man, dude, Succession may have been the best show on TV for the last five or six years, man. I would encourage you to check it out because this is some Succession type stuff going on here. So for 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 a long time, Greg Norman, who's the CEO, yep, right of Lyft, he's the CEO and the commissioner of Lyft. In the entire statement, no mention of him. Mm-hmm. They didn't mention the CEO or the commissioner of Live once. They didn't mention him one time, guys. Yep, that is crazy. And you know what that basically means. And I will say this because I, I was looking for the um, man. I, I remember seeing an article that was written about if this could happen, if the merger could happen. This was like a year or so ago because we mm-hmm. were talking about this, and they talked to Roy about it. And Roy McElroy suggested even then no talks could even take place unless Norman was no longer involved with Live Golf. Remember, this is a guy for 30 years has yep. attempted to start a rival tour against the PGA. And this is his zenith. It he is. succeeded. Yep, he won. Guys, this is the you don't get startup leagues to force a merger with a major sports league in America. The last time it was done was like the AFL. Going to the NFL. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the last time it was done. Right. You don't, this doesn't happen. Yep. And essentially, Greg Norman, this was his baby, but he's out. They yep. booted him. 
Yeah. They basically said, oh, yeah, you can, we can get this Jay Moynihan but, is about to be booted, too, from the PGA. I think his communication skills with his star players, and you know as well as I do, when those situations happen and no one's in the know, no one knew that this was happening, and then all of a sudden we get breaking news at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, that they're going to merge, and all of the players are trying to figure out, wait, what? And again, you know as well as I do, man, when you're standing on that front line like that, pounding your chest and pounding the table and being definitive that this is not going to happen. And all of a sudden they say, yeah, man, I got you. It's like my man Nino Brown said, it's not personal. It's business. Oh, it's business. And that's you sit here too and you got to think about this. Ronaldo and Messi are going to play for Saudi in soccer. They haven't finalized Mm -hmm. Messi's deal, but it's on the table. Ronaldo's already gone. He's already there. So they are trying to to definitely take over the entire sports calendar with this stuff. Because it's a lot that's going on that we again, we there may be more stuff that's going on that we have no idea about. Yeah, I mean the claim is that it, you want to look at the macro of it. Basically, the claim is that the Saudi Arabian government, royal family, however you want to state it, yeah. that they are engaging in sports washing yeah. at this time, mm-hmm. right? And that they are trying to cover up a lot of Sins. misdeeds, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, um, you know, uh, a lot of things that they have done allegedly or whatever, um, and they are trying to reintegrate themselves into the geopolitical landscape, mm-hmm. international landscape, to do it through sports because they know it's sentimental. It holds like a sweet spot for everybody for different reasons. And yes, as Harge mentioned, they are doing it. You know, through a lot of different sports organizations, they have F one. Yep, they have a six hundred million dollar deal with F one. Uh, they have a four hundred million dollar stake in Newcastle. So this is not just no, it's not something ju- no. that is exclusive to golf. Now, this is probably their biggest victory. There's no question about it because they have forced a merger with the PGA. Um, but they have, I mean, if you want to have the macro discussion, I know the there's discussion about Saudi Arabia and their place in the political geopolitical landscape and transgressions against America. I'm not getting deep into that yeah, do, right yeah. now. All yeah. right. I'm sure everybody has done their own research about it. All right. We don't, we're not going to get deep into that. Uh, but that's where a lot of the, the resentment is mm-hmm. the public mm-hmm. resentment against Saudi Arabia. And uh, that was hinted at by, you know, Jay Moynihan at times. But what I brought up at the time when people were saying this was blood money, you shouldn't take the blood money. Um, I'm not, I don't pocket watch. And I said, I don't pocket watch. Somebody want to take the money, make the right, Move for you and your family. Yep. Um, loyalty to a company or a corporation these days, unless it's yours, mm, probably misplaced. But it's we just <laughs> saw all, it. But we've we all just made saw it too. But we've we, all made that mistake. Yep. How many of us listening to right now have been loyal to a company yeah. or a corporation and then they did not reciprocate that loyalty? That's the American experience these days. Mm-hmm. Everybody's done it. You're like, no, I love this company, man. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And it's like, yeah, well, you're in, but they're yeah, out. Yeah, we out. They're, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it happens. And also part of the American dream now, how many of us want to make more money for less work? Right. 99% of us? That's what live was. Break it down to on, your, on our scale. They were offering them 
more money, way more money for way less work. And how many of y'all would go, yeah, that sounds about sounds right to me. Sounds ideal to me. To that me. sounds ideal to sounds me. Sounds ideal. Everybody's going to be happy with that one. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were offering. Yeah. And I think all of us would have went, yeah, you know what? And the people want to get into the blood money, and I get that. But keep this in mind, because I did the same notes I brought up a year ago. I just poured them right back out. Saudi Arabia, America's largest foreign military sales customer. <laughs> um, U.S. defense contracts approved sale to up to $139 billion in equipment uh, to Saudi Arabia. Tenth uh, biggest foreign holder of U.S. debt, Saudi Kingdom, Saudi Arabia, according to the U.S. Treasury. Saudi Kingdom is the biggest source of capitals for U.S. startups, according to Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And some of the companies that we love and adore and hold sacred, like Boeing, Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Raytheon, GM, Ford, Starbucks, uh, Pepsi, AMC, uh, Bechtel, Google, Chevron, you name it, are all deeply invested in Saudi Arabia and the and their the Saudi royal family. It's so we want to get into a, a a much larger conversation about it. We can, but the truth is criticizing those golfers and saying that they're taking blood money, you don't hold that same standard to the corporations in this country. We don't hold that same standard to I the, saw Starbucks the, the line was still long outside. Government. Yeah, I mean. I went by Starbucks today. There was a lot of people outside. You know, come on, so guys. They're still going to go there. That's, that, was, that was, to me, that was, a, that, was a, that was a weird conversation that was brought on by random propaganda from some side. It's like, guys, the research tells you we're all heavily invested in yep. it. We're all heavily invested in, in the Saudi royal family, whether we like it or not, whether it makes us disgusted or not. It is what it is. It's China, you can have the same conversation. Yeah, two things happened. Um, Brooks Kepka won just recently. That was big. That Remember, you kept saying it, too. You like, man, I just want to see if one of these live guys are in the tournament at the end and how's everybody going to react if they end up winning it. Remember, he almost won the Masters, too, by the way. And he just came back and won this championship. And here's the other part of mm-hmm. it, too. A lot of litigation was going on. A lot of litigation. Tons of it. Now it's all gone. Now it's done. There's no litigation. All the lawsuits, all the things that were going on, yeah, it's no more now because they decided to merge. The angry situation that Rory McIlroy had when they served him from Patrick Reed, serving him uh, a subpoena. From on Christmas and at his crib, <laughs> that's done. It's no more. Nope. So now, now we're moving on. But what happens next to the entire uh, PGA Tour, Live Tour, whatever we're gonna? Or are they gonna change their name now? Is what, what, what is it gonna be? Yeah, we don't know. They don't know the details about this. We know Greg Norman's not gonna be involved. And we do know this. That's what we know. He know the CEO of Live and the Commissioner of Live. A Sports Illustrated report says all of this apparently came together without the knowledge of many involved. Um, <laughs> yep. To your point, Harge. <laughs> um, and it looked like I said one source uh, told Sports Illustrated that it appears Greg Norman will not be part of whatever the new entity is. Like he's out. <laughs> he got his money though, so he's cool. Hey, <laughs> he's got his bread, so he's like, I'm out. I ain't mad at him. But like I said, that was he's got also, but he's got like the personal mm-hmm. victory for himself. Like I said, for 30 years, Greg Doran's been trying to, you know, have a startup, you know, golf league that can yep. compete with the PGA because he did not agree with the PGA's practices. Exactly. And this is this is kind of my point. I said, listen, I know it's gonna be bad for the PGA. I get it. It's the PGA's worst nightmare. But this could be really good for golf. And turns out 
the PGA changed a lot of Absolutely. its practices. Absolutely. Right after Liv came up and, and it's, it poached a lot of yep. golfers. Yep. And in a lot, a ton of the golfers, I'm talking about, uh, you know, Rory McIlroy on the record, Jordan Spieth on the record for saying, actually, um, the influence that Liv has had on the PGA has been really good for us. Yep. They've made the PGA. The PGA now has, you know, come to, they, they've figured out that they must be open to compromise. Yeah, and it said that the PGA subsequently subsequently reworked its schedule and payment structure to yeah. ensure that the star players earn more than ever before with designated events featuring $20 million purses yeah. to put back to insure as much. Which so is basically like, yeah. what Liv was doing. Yeah. They just decided, all right, we're going to take Yeah, he won like $4 million it. the other day. Um, Brooks Kepka when he won the Liv Tour. Before they went up, before he went and played another tour, he won like four million dollars at it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I, like I said, I, I do think it was inevitable. I, I mean, all the different lawyers who were on the record at the time, this all started to kind of come to a head. I mean, most of them said that the PGA had no shot at winning these antitrust lawsuits. Yeah. They just didn't, and. Not on, and I think Hard, what you brought up is a good point too. I went did some deep diving about maybe there's some stuff in the Woo. the way the PGA does business that would have came public, would have became public, especially when you got those <laughs> nonprofits with subpoena you know power and all saying? that. Yeah. yeah, that they probably didn't want people to see. So uh, that may have been some of the incentive for them to come to the negotiating table and these compromise. Time to move around. You know, we can't sit still, man, because things happening. You got to do some different things. But now I wonder about those guys that turned down the money and what we were talking about, the loyalty and what they were. They were being sold a bill of goods, and it ended up being, yeah. you know, watered down. What did you say, Flavor Aid? They mm-hmm. got Flavor Aid. They, they were did. trying to drink the PGA Kool-Aid, they and they were giving them Flavor Aid, and then it all came to a head. I can't wait to hear what Tiger's got to say about this because it doesn't seem like he was in the know as well. Um because nobody was in the know. Nobody you said that, no. Yeah, it just happened behind the scenes. They yeah. said nobody really knew. They and, didn't tell anybody. And you look at Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Sergio, Bryson DeChambeau, Cameron Smith. They all got paid to go somewhere else. And they still got an opportunity. Because remember, they brought them back on to be able to play in these events. And that's the other part of it, too. Yeah, I will say, for the record, too, some of these players were going to lose tons and tons of money on endorsements if they went to live. Yeah. So there is something of there was other reasons other than being just loyal. Like a Tiger Woods would have lost millions upon millions on his deals because he wouldn't have been on TV as much. He would have sided with people, so maybe Nike could have backed off of him on some of his money. Like a lot of companies that give him a lot of money could have backed off. Rory is another guy who's very well endorsed. So there, there was other money involved. But it is still shady to do all this and then not go, hey, by the way, we're going to kind of screw you on the back end. I think they were worried about the the groundswell potentially of, you know what I mean, of opposition yeah. if, if it got out that this was happening, if it yeah. leaked out even the slightest that guys like Tiger and guys like Rory who felt passionately uh, you know, about the situation, they were vehemently against Live that they would have came out and they would have got a lot of support on their side. Um, and I think this was also Jay Moynihan trying to save his job. Oh, he, he fired. Um, but I don't I don't know if there was a way to save his job. No, he out of there Yeah, now. you're right. He's going to be fired. They're going to give him $20 million to walk away. And yep. he's probably fine with that. Yeah, he's going to get paid a ton of money to go away and go on vacation. I, and to Patrick's theory, he in his thing, whole thing, because he helped negotiate it, he probably helped negotiate his own damn parachute. Yeah. yeah. 
Like that's what I mean. It's like, would you not? I was going to say, would you not? I'm going to put that in there that I need to get about 20 million. What's Greg Norman's parachute? Oh, he don't need one. Because he already got it. He already had it. That's right. I love this texture. It said, live equals the Michael Scott paper company. If you're not familiar with The Office, at one point, Michael Scott left Dunder Mifflin to start his own paper company, the Michael Scott paper company. And in this particular particular scenario uh essentially live is michael scott paper company and dunder mifflin at the time mm-hmm. uh that would have been the pga which kind of fits too you're talking about a paperless company in a paperless world a paper company in a paperless world uh we already had it ready i mean patrick already had oh, it ready. Did? the oh, scene okay. when michael scott faces off against dunder mifflin the michael scott paper company and this might explain yeah. jay moynihan's uh his his stance in this whole merger here it is your company is four weeks old i know this business i know what suppliers are charging i know you can't be making very much money i don't know how your prices are so low but i know it can't keep up that way i'm sure you're scared probably in debt that's the best offer you're gonna get I'll see your situation and I'll raise you a situation. Your company is losing clients left and right. You have a stockholder meeting coming up and you are going to have to explain to them why your most profitable branch is bleeding. So they may be looking for a little change in the CFO. So I don't think I need to wait out Dunder Mifflin. I think I just have to wait out you. Boom. Just find <laughs> the find the weakest link. Right. Yep. And that was that was Jay Moynihan. He had the most to lose. Yeah. They looked at him and they were like, "Let's attack him." Because, like you said, he was going to be out regardless. He was he's, going. He's now to be looking out. bad with the merger. Yep. And he was going to look even worse if this thing just was in court for two, three years. Probably would have got fired whilst in the middle of all the litigation. Yep. And they'd have brought in somebody new. And he's a smart man who sees, okay, you know what? The cliff is on the horizon. There, I'm going off regardless. I need a golden parachute. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to get this golden parachute is if I get it from that Saudi family. I need that live money because they will look at 20, 10 million and they'll say, it's nothing to us. Can we, uh, with the merger? Yes. You're, you, your golden parachute. Yeah, that's pennies to us. Yep. They've invested, they've invested two and two billion dollars. Would it be? So far in live. Two billion dollars. Would it be? If you're Jay Moynihan, you negotiate the merger and take your piece and get the hell out of Dodge, man. Yeah. And I do think somebody around them, they found the weak link, and it was him and say, we ain't got to wait out all the litigation. We ain't got to wait out in the courts. We got plenty of money. We're not, you know, yeah, of course, we'd like a, a better platform to broadcast our product, to showcase our athletes. But in the end, Jay Moynihan, you the got the most The ones that everybody lose. wants to see anyway. Yeah, but in yeah. the end, Jay Moynihan, you got the most to lose. Yeah. Your job is in jeopardy right now. Yep. Everything else will take time to work out. Litigation, what's happened to live, can we get a TV deal, all that other stuff. You will be fired in the next year easily because you've handled this terribly. Poorly. Lying so, to the people's face. So do you want Do you want to make a deal? Yeah. And I think he made a deal. Uh, it, I need one of those golden rooms. <laughs> I need some security for the next and, year. And you know what? That's good for him. Yep. He's, he's looking out for himself, yep. which shows you the lo- going back to full circle, the loyalty to the corporation or the company, mm-hmm. oftentimes misplaced. Yep. Oftentimes misplaced. Take the bread. These guys, so how much, how, how long this last? A year, basically? It's yeah. like a year standoff. Um, I think it was two Maybe years. Maybe a year, a little, a little under a year. Yeah, a little I under a, a year. Little, I think Liv came up in 2021, so a little under a year. So you take a year of 
all of the criticism, all of the ridicule. You're you're not a patriot. You'll sell out all that just for a year for what? Hundred, two hundred million. Would you do it? Would you do it? We'd all do it. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. We don't do it. Bread, we don't get crucified by social media for 150, 200 million dollars. Uh, hey, we would gladly do it. So. I wouldn't be on social media anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you would. Y'all could say y'all could talk bad about me all you want. Yeah, 120 million. I could hire someone to run my social media for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They win. Yep, they, they did. They, they did win. They, they did won. win. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's and it's bad because the entire setup was built by the faces of those other players who left, right? Those guys left, and the face of PGA became the the sound and all of the fury about those guys leaving. PGA, we are here to stand with you. This is where we are. I'm so glad this is patriotic for us. Now it's like, wait a minute. What just happened? We just got hoodwinked and bamboozled, and, most- and nobody knew. Hey, I'll tell you the worst part. Right. Phil Mickelson's pissed. He's going to have to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can we negotiate? Can I be in that room? Uh, Mickelson's like there. the whole yeah. not working thing. Yeah. Can we negotiate that schedule? Can I uh, offer some suggestions? Yeah, you're right. I mean, unfortunately, and we all know it because we're all proud Americans and we love this country, the most patriotic thing was taking the money. Have we paid attention to American history? Yeah. The most patriotic thing was taking the money. Run me my cash. Somebody, <laughs> Give me my money, I think man. I sent y'all a, a text about it. Like <laughs> This is truly the WWE versus NWO. Mm-hmm. And now it's official. Remember, they, they merged. Everybody got together because, what, Vince ended up buying it. And that's why they ended up having a whole new station. Forced the merger. Forced the merger. And somebody sent us two. They said the NBA or the AFL and the NFL was first, and then the NBA had their merger with yeah, the ABA. Yeah, but, but that wasn't the, the NBA bought out the ABA. Yeah. The ABA yeah. was dying. Yeah, it was yeah. And there was like four merger. there was like four profitable yeah. teams and they basically saved those teams. Yeah. And, and Adam and but Adam, not yeah. a real I wouldn't call that as merger as much because they they ABA was not a threat. That was basically saving they were like, look, y'all it got was some good players. The scraps. We're going to go buy your scraps. You yeah. buy your scraps because you can't handle it. This was a forced merger. It was closing and time. The, and a lot of people say AFL. The AFL actually you yep. know, was yep. a, a entertaining product. Yes, it was. That was competing with the NFL. And the NFL was like, no, nah, man, we got, let's merge mm-hmm. our products, and then we will be the most unstoppable football product on the planet. Uh, that is what they are, whatever this is going to be, that's what they are proposing. Yep. It's good for fans, though. And it's good for the players, good for fans, bad for the PGA. Tell yep. the PGA is the NCAA. To hell with the PGA, man. The the PGA is the NCAA, man. Yep. They, they're the same entity. They're antiquated, man. They're dinosaurs. It's all, hey. And then and live. Times are changing. And live was the asteroid, just like NIL's the asteroid that's gonna kill the NCAA. Good riddance. You don't need it. <laughs> they're as as my man Hart just hinted. They're corrupt anyway. They are very. I don't know if the NCAA is corrupt. I, I gotta tell you, the PGA. I guarantee if them books made public, man. they'd find all type of indiscrepancies. Which is why Come everybody on. was going after them because they knew. Everybody knows. That's why it. Greg Norman, Greg Norman knew. knew. That's <laughs> why Phil Mickelson and they knew. They, knew. Want, they, they we talk about wrestling. They saw what happened to Vince McMahon when they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna sell this other company, and we're gonna." Oh, uh, here's this lawsuit that you paid off, and here's this lawsuit you paid no. off, and here's this lawsuit you paid That's off. A great point. And here's this too. lawsuit you paid off. Yeah. And you did all this with company money, and you oh, you did it with your money, but it's in. They sued the company, and you paid them off. It's like oh yeah, that's not good when they start going through the books and start seeing how many things. 
oh, and then y'all went to this golf club, and this golfer took his pants off in front of the in front of all the women, and okay, and you paid everybody <laughs> off, and no one cares. Exactly. But no one knew that story until Nobody you knew did it. it. Right. That's a great point too. Yeah, you don't want your you don't want your baggage out there. Oh, you know, it's gonna be out there. Yeah, everybody. Everybody has skeletons in their closet, mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court has basically said that corporations have the same rights as citizens. So they're basically people, and they got tons of skeletons. Oh, every goodness. corporation in America. All right. Uh, what's the great saying that behind every great fortune there's a great crime? Yes. Most of the corporate great corporations in America there's a great crime somewhere, and they do not want y'all to know about it. Nope. Uh, it ain't personal. It's just business. It's just business. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll get to it. That was a good conversation. We'll come back to it, and we'll get to Texas baseball. We know who they're facing. We know where they're going. We'll discuss that. Uh, and Texas basketball, hiring a new strength and conditioning coach. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Nine the Horn. I've made up my mind. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And this is this is definitely old, real old. It is. Ray Charles. Yeah, so we're talking about 60s? Early 60s. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's great, though. It's fantastic. I've never actually even heard this Ray Charles song. Ray Charles' catalog is deep, though. Yeah. It's a deep, deep uh, music catalog. I, I went rabbit holing down at one time, and it's like, it's it's a little too deep for me. It's a lot going on, but it's uh, really, really um, enjoyable. So appreciate my man Patrick DJing a Top of the Charts Tuesday. All right, uh, let's get back to uh, some sports here. Let's talk some Texas baseball and Texas basketball, actually. Um, Harge, we do know now who the Longhorns will face in the Super Regionals. They will face Stanford. And because uh, the Aggies, they did not take care of business. They did not handle their business they went on down. this end. We were rooting for them too. We were. Sometimes we root for the Aggies silently. We were sitting there <laughs> silently. <laughs> we we're trying to be like Liv, being in the dark, and then find out in the morning <laughs> that you're not playing in the uh, super regionals in Texas. So there's there will be a super regional in Texas because TCU, TCU. will now host because of the Good situation point. with Indiana State, but. Um, yeah, Texas will be taking on Stanford, and this is a team that the Stanford team, 42-17, and 17, the game will be at 6 o'clock Saturday evening, I mean, excuse me, 5 o'clock Saturday evening on ESPN2. It'll be on the dose. The deuce. The deuce. So we're sitting here, and you start looking at this, this matchup, and there's still some time, so we'll break it all down. But Stanford has pitching. Stanford has a lot mm-hmm. of pitching. And I got a chance – Throughout my last three seasons, I've seen Stanford, when they played during COVID season, they played against uh, Arkansas here. Then okay. I got another chance to see them in Arlington. So this Stanford team is is well-traveled. The coaching staff is unbelievable. They have great athletes. They got a two-way player uh, in Montgomery who's a pitcher and an outfielder who's going to be a, a day-one draft pick next year. He was a true freshman last year. And came in and played well. He's going to be another guy that's, that we're going to be talking about as the week goes on. But they are just steady. They are a mm. steady yeah. baseball team. They do things the right way. Their leadoff hitter, 
uh, slaps the ball, drag bunts. He just makes play, makes a lot of contact. And this is kind of the same thing that we were talking about before when we talked about what did Texas need to do. Texas needs to go about it the same way. They need to be calm, cool, and collected, have great starting pitching, and play good defense. They do that, they're going to be in every ball game and have a chance to do it. They'll be able to hit. They're going to be able to hit down there in that sunken diamond stadium. They're going to, they're going to see the ball well, but they have great pitching on the Stanford staff. And, of course, home field advantage Home field well. advantage, that's right. Um, so that'll also be something uh, that'll be concerning for Texas. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, I mean, Texas... Thankfully, only used five pitchers. That is true. In the regionals. That I mean, is true. Thanks to LeBaron and his complete game, uh, which was still extraordinary in so many ways. And 100, what, 129 pitches? 129 pitches. That is just freakish. Uh, but because of that, you only used five pitchers, so you still should be extremely you know, fresh, ready to go, um, everybody available. And that's, I mean, you. I think for Texas, one of the things that – uh, we've seen from them is that when their backs are up against a wall, at times you get the best for, of this team. Yep, they swept through their they swept their way through the regionals. Yeah, I just hope that they're not as Mac Brown would say have too much sugar on their back. They're not feeling too good about themselves. So this week psychologically for Coach Pierce is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, they got obviously they got enough talent. They got the arms. We've seen it, but um, do they have the championship DNA no doubt uh, in them we know Texas is a blue blood but I do worry um, that this team may at times pat themselves on the back a little bit too much we saw it after they handled West Virginia yep. and were able to get a share of the Big 12 title mm-hmm. um, but maybe that's the gilf could just be the gilf yeah it's definitely the, the, gilf. the gilf they don't do terrible. well in, in major league ballparks Shout out to my man Nate. He's passing by, uh, you know, K Town Exit two five four. Shout okay. out Nate. Okay, why'd you even? Nate, why would you do that? Shout out to Nate. Don't even shout get him started. Nate. You know he's looking for a reason to give a <laughs> shout out to the two five four. That's right. Happy birthday to Nate's son too. By the way, they're on their way back from Arkansas. So happy birthday oh, to nice. you. And you were talking about the pitching, right? You were talking about how LeBaron Johnson was able to go out there. And pitched 129 innings. The other, I mean, 129 That's pitches. Crazy. And check this out. On June 5th, which was what yesterday, June 5th, 1993, Brooks Kieschnick throws 172 pitches and strikes out 11 for Texas to beat Oklahoma State in the College World Series. What? 172 pitches in a game. Brooks Kieschnick. By the way, happy birthday, Brooks Kieschnick today. Happy birthday! Oh, to happy him too. Be- her birthday! Yeah. It's a legendary lifetime long one. For sure, that's inhumane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. hundred and seventy-two pitches. That's in inhumane. A game. That should not be allowed. No, we got to stop it somewhere. <laughs> I mean, hundred and twenty-nine. Like that's awesome. That's great. Hundred and seventy. Hundred and seventy. No. 172. No. Yep. What's the come on? Can we cut out one fifty? So no, there's no cutoff. No, nah. he's like, I want that victory. No, nah, man, it always on Glutman. It could have fallen off after that. He did wanted, he, but he, did he want the win? They won. Well, they won the game. At what cost? <laughs> hey, he still he still went on to play in the big leagues. He did I well. Knew he did. He had, he had but it. how much longer could he have played? He, he probably did pitches one night. Hey, listen, wow. Coach, I, hey, listen, Coach Gustafson wanted that dub, man. Man, and Brooks is... was probably in there saying, "You're not taking me out." Oh, I know, but that's also <laughs> sometimes you have to make decisions that are in the best interest of the athlete, <laughs> even if they disagree with exactly. it. Exactly. Hundred seventy-two pitches. Yeah. 172 <laughs> on June 5th, yesterday. Wow, I thought yeah. 129 was a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, that's nothing. 
That's nothing. Where does it rank all time on pitches uh, thrown in a game by a pitcher? Then? I need Craig. I need Craig Way to text me. Because Brooks have the record? No, because I think Austin no. Wood. I think Austin Wood in that long drawn out baseball game that went like seventeen innings, and I think he, he went to two hundred. I or think something. he pitched all of them. No, yes. come on. Yes, Austin Wood. I remember. See. Oh, well, Otani. Oh, someone says Otani threw 212 one day in his high school tourney. What? Yeah. Come on, And man. you think how good he is still. It, well, he's, a, he's, a, he's an alien. <laughs> that dude's superhuman. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's a freak. But, man, that's crazy. I can't imagine yeah, what the arm feels like after that. Well, hopefully he'll be able to pitch wow. uh, this weekend. No, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says Nolan Ryan went 150 plus multiple times. Yeah, that's why he's got freeways named after. <laughs> well, guys that do that, yeah, that's exceptional. Exactly. He's got multiple freeways in Texas named called the Nolan Ryan Expressway. No doubt. Just because. No of doubt. Him and how much of a badass he was. Yeah, there's a uh, 13 inning uh, pitch, uh, 13 inning game. It was uh, one 11 to 10. Uh, that a pitcher threw 189 pitches. That was Austin Wood, I believe. What? In right? A, wow. It was against Boston College. No, it's over Arizona State. Oh, Arizona State, yes. Man, okay. Yeah. That is. See? That I, knew he, is I knew he did. Unbelievable. I knew. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. I wonder how long you have to go before your arm's not sore after throwing that many pitches. No, like, that many? is uh, Darren Dilks. Oh, that's another? Oh, really? Darren Dilks threw 189 pitches for Oklahoma State. Wow. So that may be like the college record or something? Is that, it? That's what they said at college record for oh, okay. since 1981, that record. That was in 1981 when he did it. Yeah, because we were a very <laughs> different yeah, civilization we not, in we 1981. We were trying to take care of people. Yeah, I was born in 1980, and I was described as my ethnicity as a Negroid. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. You we was on very your thing. different that's <laughs> world right. in 1980. We were not as enlightened. I don't think you should be throwing 189? 189. It was a first-round pick by the uh, by Montreal? By Montreal, I think I see. I don't remember him with us. That's because he was shot after 189. <laughs> <laughs> he never got to be there, right? <laughs> he never right? got back to his old self again. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Someone said Nolan Ryan went 230 in one game? Wow. This is, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's inhumane. Like I said, inhumane. Yep. Come on. Take the guy out. I I guess you want the complete game. And, I don't know. I want all of it. I want to win. I know. And that's what he decided he wanted to do. Wow. Yeah. All right. Shout out to LeBaron Johnson. He got us on that rabbit hole. Yeah. That is, uh, that's very impressive, man. Either way, uh, text. We'll get into We'll deep dive. He threw a a, okay. So I figured it out. I oh, just found it? it. Austin Wood in the game against Boston College. He left in the middle of the he left the game in the twentieth inning. He had, <laughs> he, had, he had pitched thirteen shutout innings. Oh in the first twelve and a third, he didn't allow a hit wow. while throwing a staggering, get ready for it, still wasn't more than Brooks Kieschnick. It was hundred and sixty nine pitches. Damn he was efficient. Yes. That's efficient yes. as a yes. mofo. Yes. That's that's what he's like. He's never in trouble. So every time he pulls out, you're like, why well, don't we put him back out there? He's like, what have I done wrong? Yeah, he's exactly. What have yeah. I done wrong? He's just putting him down. He's just putting him down. Yep. That is wild. Only a, that. And what inning you say he went to? He, he, went, he, he, he got pulled out in the 20th. <laughs> <laughs> the game went 25 innings. Did they have to take his arm out separate? <laughs> well, it fell off. We got to get someone else. Hold on. What? Uh, man, where yeah. is he now? Uh, I think he lives in Houston. I think he, he lives in Houston. He should be bragging about that. He should put that on his job application. Yep. Like, I think it is. I think it is on all of his. Just a regular job be like, uh, just so you know. Yep. I pitched, what did you say, 22 innings? Yep. 
He pitched 20 innings. 20 innings. Yeah. Yeah, I would put that on my job application. No matter what, even though I'm applying for a job to be a uh, – <laughs> And 12 insurance. and a third of those innings, 12 and a third of those innings, Doesn't it was no-hit baseball. That's, it's got to be. It was no-hit Because exactly. you were allowing people on base, that's too many pitches. Exactly. That, honestly, yes. Yeah, so some things should go on your job resume no matter <laughs> what they're associated with, no matter what industry you're uh, interviewing for. Yeah. And he should put that on his job. Even if you're going to be a teacher, yep. uh, real estate job. He I'm put here that for the job a, because I will stay there. The entire time. <laughs> I am determined. I am persistent. No child left behind. Exactly. Neither will no pitches. <laughs> For real, man. That is so impressive. All right. Sorry about that rabbit hole. Okay. Last little nugget here before we get to the flex. Um, Corey Schlesinger is leaving the NBA. He's going to be the next, uh, he is the Texas head strength and conditioning coach for Texas basketball. Yep. Um, and Schlesinger, he was the director of performance and head strength and conditioning coach for the Phoenix Suns uh, since 2019 uh, until this season. But he's leaving the Suns to come be the strength and conditioning coach for the Texas Longhorn men's basketball team. So their current staff, you got uh, Rodney Terry, uh, Frank Haith, uh, Steve McClain, uh, Brandon uh, Chappelle, Chris Ogden, and yep. Corey Schlesinger. So you are now finalized. If you're a Texas men's basketball coaching staff, you think Katie put in a good word? <laughs> right? Seriously. That's hey, a good I, need you, I need you to go to Austin and help them boys get right. I got you. He is heavily involved. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that he he takes a lot of, uh, you know, he, he really does take a lot of his time to either come down to get to know the teams and yeah. to spend time with them when he can. Of course, he's a busy guy. Um, but, yeah, I do hear that he pays a lot of attention to Texas basketball, That's which is good. really cool for the program. That's really great for yeah, the program. Yeah, because he's, he's donated through, like, his Nike yeah. contract well, and stuff. That tells me a guy who is probably deals with strength and conditioning a lot because he is somebody who – has dealt with plenty of injuries, including mm-hmm. this year. Yep. So he's probably dealt with that guy enough this year that he could say, hey, man, the time I worked for him, I'm guessing you're calling. If you're going to hire the guy from Phoenix, you're going to call the guy who plays in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. And it's just good to get NBA guys because when you're recruiting, it's just, yeah. you just love to have the guy that's on your staff who's like, oh, no. I, I work with Chris Paul, Devin yeah, Booker. Yeah, exactly. Devin Booker, KD. Oh, yeah, 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 man. I work with those guys. I, honestly, you remind me a little bit of them. What? Yeah, what? What? Are you, that's what all they're planning to hear, and every recruiter does it too. Because <laughs> Mac Brown did it with me, and they all do it. You know, you kind of remind me of that guy. What? I remind Say that you? one more time. For Mac, it was for uh, me. It was Dre Bly. He was. I was love Dre Bly when I was coming I out. I love Chris like, Beard recruiting Dylan Mitchell. Man, you kind of remind me of KD. <laughs> now I need you to sit over here and don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it worked though. It, it worked. worked. It worked. Yeah. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll get to the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one foot on the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Time for the flex on a Top of the Trust Tuesday. Uh, that's when my man Patrick plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, there's a, It seems like there's an era. This is like... S- 70s, early 70s? This would be late 60s, early 70s. Late, that's it's the Beach like Boys, though. Yeah, okay. Oh, Beach Boys. That's amazing. I watched, oh man, I don't know the name of the movie. It's about, uh, what's his name? Brian, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. It's a movie about him, and I believe, I'm trying to think of who plays him in the character. Uh, John Cus- John, John Cusack? I don't know. I don't, I don't 
It might be John Cusack. I don't think I've ever seen that either. No, it's actually pretty good. I, I didn't, it was randomly came out of nowhere. I was looking for, I was just going down the streaming rabbit hole. These streaming apps, man, they're. They they're, suck you in. They do. You yeah. just kind of go, because there's nothing, it's almost, they go with the master P mentality. <laughs> put as well, many out as yeah. you possibly can at one time. <laughs> quantity over yeah. quality. I'm like, just put it out there. Just I'm put it out a quality there. movie and it's just like just bunches of stuff, yeah. Netflix stuff and all this stuff and like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch that and I end up finding a Master P hidden used gym. to make me broke. He did. Because I used to, every time one would come out, he would like release four CDs in the in the same week. Yes. No, he would do it. He would, no limit was all about <laughs> quantity. There was no limit. <laughs> there was, you're right about that. Love and Mercy is yep. the movie with John Love Cusack and Mercy. playing, okay. uh, I believe, Brian Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, anyway, getting to the flex, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. And uh, up there now, you have the schedule for 707 Compass That's right. Weekend. That's right. um, so you can go check that out at flxatx.com. Uh, also, um, you can go check out the uh, some of the results from the, uh, the baseball playoffs here in Central Texas as well. That is up there at flxatx.com. One team remaining locally. We will have the head coach for the Westlake Chaparrales, JT Blair. He will be on with us on Thursday, 4.30 during the Hard Knocks Life. But we also want to give a shout out for another local celebrity, uh, national celebrity actually, Ray Jackson, a member of the Fab Five with Michigan, Ray Jackson's son, Ray Jackson III, has been uh, selected to participate in the 2023 NCAA College Basketball Academy in Memphis, July 24th through the 27th. He'll be participating along some of the nation's best, and this is an outstanding situation for this young man. He's 6'3", six, six, guard, and he is powerful like his father, can mm-hmm. jump out the gym, got good range. I've seen him play multiple times. And uh, very, very athletic young man. He plays at Maynard for my man, Coach John Smith. And Maynard's uh, blowing up athletics. Athletics, yes. Yeah, a lot of good athletes, man. A lot of good athletes coming out of Maynard lately. That's right. Um, All right, there you go. Uh, That's the flex. And uh, we'll get into some more flex stuff, of course, uh, tomorrow. Give us some updates. Go flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. We come back, we'll get into the NFL's little dirty secret. One of their skeletons in the closet seems to be coming out to play. Uh, We'll talk about that and more. Also, Cowboys starting up mini camps today. All of that right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful number one.